Hey, all right. This is Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 167. I am Woo. Nick. Or the Fonz. You went very Fonz. Hey, right? I'm Nick over here. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I'm Jared. Yeah, Kelly and Jared here. We're going to talk about some comics. <laughs> Please I'm going to do it the whole time. Please do stop. It. Do it. <laughs> I want to see if you drive Kelly mad. Uh, no, yeah. how long it'll take so, to drive Kelly mad. What have you guys been up to? I got an apartment. Oh, hey. Nice. Yay. Yay. I mostly moved in. That's uh, very cool. I need to put some things on the walls because the walls are pretty bare. Otherwise, I got most everything else. That's like the last step. You gotta yeah. have all your cool furniture. Need a couple lamps, stuff. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's uh, uh, first time I've lived like completely by myself. I always have some kind of roommates. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a switch. So it's neat. I don't know. It's kind of nice. It's like half awesome because then you can do whatever you want. But it's also like, oh man, I can't just like to knock on someone's here. door and be like, what do you guys want to do tonight? Well, luckily, I have enough people that live really nearby. Yeah. So I'm I'm always doing stuff. That's cool. And then if I feel lonely, I just do some Uber driving. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's true. I just true. pick strangers up in my car. Yeah, like totally you works. do. It's good, man. I have some <laughs> good conversations in there. Yeah, yeah I bet. Uh, so, yeah, what have you guys been up to? Anything interesting? Uh, uh, I played Firewatch. Firewatch. Which is a really cool game um, by a studio called Campo Santo. It's the first game they've ever made. Is it a video game? It's a video game, yeah. So, it's. Um, it takes place in like the mid '80s, and you take a job as a uh, as a like a park ranger, or not even really a ranger. You're just you're living in a state park, like <laughs> in one of those like fire watch towers. Oh, okay. And your only contact is with another one of those watchtower people, who's kind of your supervisor on the radio. That's it. That's the only person you talk to right. the entire game. And so part of it is just like going to different places and walking around and, and exploring, and it also. Um, you putting begin, out fires? No, but that's not your job. <laughs> You're supposed to see them. You're not supposed to put okay. them out. But you begin to suspect that someone is watching you. Oh. And you get these, like, like you find these clues, and it becomes sort of a mystery, and it's crazy good. That's like, cool. That sounds good. Really, really good. If you played Gone Home, which... Um, uh, nope. Are these on PC? Uh, they are. They're, all, they're both on console now. Though. Oh, really? Yeah, I nice. played Firewatch on PlayStation. Nice. But yeah, no, it's... It's like incredibly good. I that love it. Awesome. I have to check it out. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Well, I got my PlayStation hooked up in my new place. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can do it. Do Firewatch it. party at Nick's house. Uh, Firewatch party. You guys watch me play? I yeah. Um, I don't know that it's not a party game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird game to super do a party. Quiet. Yeah. Watching Nick play, being um, scared, falling asleep. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. So. Oh man. What else? Uh, we what launched our Kickstarter, which ah, is excitingly yeah. stressful. Uh, which runs till the beginning of April. So mm-hmm. we still got a few weeks left. Uh, but yeah, so with Retrofit Comics, we're publishing 12 comics and graphic novels this year. So we're trying to raise a lot of money to do that uh, so we can pay for them, but also because we want to pay the artists in advance. That's uh, important. Yeah, because like, otherwise it's kind of contingent on sales, and that takes a long time to sell a lot of comics to actually make a lot of money. And we're a small press, so we don't make a lot of money anyway. Uh, but yeah, so if you guys want to go on kickstarter.com and just search Retrofit 2016, you can see a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, oh man, I can't remember. We've got Eleanor Davis and James Kolchalka and Alabaster Pizzo and Kaylee Forsyth and Leela Corman and Luke Howard. And, oh my gosh, I can't remember. A ton of great people. Um, so we're going to do in a couple, like six in the spring and summer and then six in the fall and winter. So you can sign up for all those and please give us your money. <laughs> Sweet. Uh yeah, do that everybody because the books look great. Yeah, uh, all right, yeah, for sure. So that's uh that's all that's been up with us. Let's do some news.
All right. Uh, what do we got? First up in the news, actually, only thing we have in the news, which is uh, DC reveals the full rebirth lineup. Um, yeah, in uh, June they're gonna start putting out all new number ones again. Again, new fifty two was only fifty two issues. <laughs> Uh, it so, happened. Yeah. It's they, over. They put it. Almost. They put it right in the title there. They're like, "Hey, we meant with well, us what we meant from the beginning." That'd I'm be like, amazing. Nah, pretty like, sure you nice did. Because <laughs> they had new DC, DC new or whatever recently. But they're like, "All right, let's just do everything." And so, yeah, everything's getting relaunched. Everything is two ninety nine, which I guess is good. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what that the, means for the quality of it. <laughs> some of the books are bi-monthly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Half of the books are bi-monthly. Yeah. Something crazy, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, half of the books will come out every two weeks, and uh, I don't. that we sounds don't, kind of insane. Yeah, we don't know much about creators at this point. Yeah, so. very few of them have gotten announced here you and there. You said probably May-ish is when they're going to start announcing something. Yeah. Well, they're going to have Late. to do it before the next previews come nope. out. Nope. No. They could totally be like, oh, no, they're having, their, TVA on everything. they're having their own. Yeah. They're doing uh, their, they're their own They're going to do previews. their own catalog of excitement. Doing their own I heard that maybe they're announcing it at WonderCon, and that's what the end of April. That so might, that, might that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. that's a few months early. That'll be about the time previews comes out. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that previews will come out. Yeah. But yeah, and they're resetting the numbers on Action Comics and Detective Comics because yep. those are getting close to big milestone issues. Uh, so we're gonna see the thousandth issue of Action of Comics. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep. is crazy. They're going back yeah. to the original numbering, sort of, I guess. It's going to completely mess up the way we have things numbered in our system. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. can do it. Well, this kind of, yeah, it's weird because it kind of makes stuff a little more confusing. Because, like, what is it now? Like, what is it? They're, they're going to include the 52. I know, but what is, is, it, is it a combination of that and something else? Or is it just the same universe? <laughs> just Oh, yeah, we don't know yet. Because, like, it's weird that the... You know, the number, gonna, some of the numbering went back too. So like, yeah, I think they're undoing some of the retcon stuff yeah, I don't that know. people weren't happy about. So yeah, I don't know how or what. Maybe they'll just like be like, it's just like this now. <laughs> but I mean, there's some cool things they're doing. Uh, they're bringing back Blue Beetle, and I think it's gonna be I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully I, it's good. Yeah, and like Birds of Prey and and that kind of yeah. Stuff, the thing so. is, like, the weird thing about this is like I don't. I'm not really excited about anything just because I don't know any of the creators or writers. And like most, most of it's kind of the same stuff. Like Aquaman, Flash. They're all like Batman or Justice League related books. Uh, the Super Dash Man I'm interested in. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, Superman with a dash between it. I don't, I don't understand, but we'll see, I guess. Okay. I don't know if that's different from the other Superman. Oh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. There's no way yeah. to like even... So just stay tuned. We'll, we'll let you guys know if we hear anything yeah. of importance. Um, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's all the news. That's pretty big news. Um, yeah. It'll probably be news for a while. We'll probably announce teams as they come out, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's all the news. And then uh, let's do some questions. All right. First up, we have a question from Aram, the Space Armenian. Uh, he's he's sent questions before a few times. Many. Yeah. yeah. He's like our sector questioner. <laughs> Um, he says, uh, dear big planeteers, first off, you guys are the best. It's true. Thank Could you. use some help getting into some new books and series. I really enjoyed martial. I really enjoy martial arts movies. Uh, are there any good martial arts related series and maybe one off graphic novels I should be reading? Anything with ninjas, samurai and Kung Fu is a big plus. Thank you so much. Last man. Oh, Last man. man is great. Yeah. Last man. That's La- like a, about a martial arts tournament. It's um, like Dragon Ball Z. If it was sci-fi ish. Yeah. Sci-fi ish. <laughs> it's got um, a lot of twist in it. Yeah. The uh, uh, the recent 
Surf Secret Wars, what was it, Master of Kung Fu? That yep. standalone thing? That was, that was really, great. really good. Uh, if you can find the Map Faction Iron Fist stuff, that's yeah, great. That's two of them. Good. Immortal Iron Fist, Volume yep. 1 and 2. Complete. Uh, those are amazing. Those are great. Um, what's that book called? Kung Fu, uh, Infinite Kung Fu. Infinite Kung Fu. That's great. Uh, by Kagan McLeod, who is currently drawing Captara, is a amazing mashup of 70s things of zombie flicks, black exploitation films, and Kung Fu epics all together. And it's... He's one of the best guys I've ever seen for showing actual, like, like martial arts moves. Like, you yeah. can actually see how people are fighting on the page, yeah. which is super awesome. Uh, but if you love that ninja samurai stuff, you got to go with uh, Lone Wolf and Cub slash Samurai Executioner slash... What's the Usagi ninja Yojimbo, one? man. I'm getting to it. Uh, what's that ninja one they did? Uh, um, I don't remember what the ninja one was. But, yeah. So but those two are great. I mean, Kazuo, Lone Wolf and Cub is where Koike to go. Koike guys. Yeah, get Lone Wolf and Cub and then get every other samurai thing Koike's done. But, yeah, Usagi Yojimbo... Uh, is still one of my favorite comics. And in book four, The Dragon Bellow Conspiracy, he brings every single character that he's introduced over the previous three books together in a giant ninja-fueled assault on a castle. It's amazing. It's, like it's great. One of it's the coolest really things ever. It's one of the best series. I mean, uh, it's, like, it's also like weirdly like educational. You learn yeah. a lot about like Japan and the culture. He and works a lot of like stuff. research into it, but not in a like <clears throat> preachy, no. educational way. You're just like, cool, now I know how to do a Yeah, it's just like interesting. Yeah, like... It's so like if uh, I this if I had to fly festival. a kite in the festival, yeah. I'd be watching out for ninjas because they're definitely going to attack on base twenty. <laughs> um, but yeah, but plus every, yeah, everything in that is like animal people. So you get yeah. like bat ninjas and like oh my yeah. god, mole ninjas that tunnel up. Oh my god, it's great, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. So read Isagi. Um There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just read Isagi. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. Those all those other ones too. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Aram. Um, what is our next question we got from V? I think V. v. Weekly question. Weekly question. Oh, yeah. We're still going through the list. All right. Um, so he says, is it ever appropriate to write an artist and tell them you don't like the way they are drawing a pre-established character? Whoa. <laughs> why or why not? I think I'm just going to go say probably not. No. <laughs> the only thing you're going to get is like, okay, thanks. Or like, you know, up yours or something. I don't know. Like, what are they going to say? Um, it's just it's a little confrontational, you know. Yeah. That's why I'd say I would just be like, no, don't tell them that. I mean, you know, yeah. everybody has their own style. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you're just saying you don't like their style. Yeah. It's not really commenting that you don't like. It's just like, I don't their like interpretation. You. <laughs> yeah. You're just saying your art is unappealing to me and there's not much you can yeah, do about it's it. Not, yeah. I, Plus I, mean, I, I feel think. like common internet courtesy towards creators is not to like, so say you are tweeting about something. Don't don't tag the person if it's a negative tweet. Like yep. leave it up to them if they want to seek wanna out find that criticism. Things, yeah. Um, uh, I probably should have read the rest of this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it says if it's okay, what's the best way to do it? It says I'm not talking about when you just don't like the way an artist draws in general, uh-huh. but when a new artist or guest artist is drawing something specific that you are unhappy with, like if the artist draws a character who was established as fat and makes them just chunky, or takes a very skinny character and makes them heavier. Or if a colorist lightens up a character who is darker skinned, or if a character seems abruptly aged up or down, even though no time has passed, forwards or backwards in the comic. Well, the the weird part about that is like a lot of that is like actual problems. Oh, I forget who's who's doing the thing where he's talking about that he had drawn some characters and they were lightened up by editorial colorists. Ron Wimberly. That's oh, wow. right, Wimberly. Yeah. yeah. So Ron Wimberly is this great artist who had a huge rant about this and just like how this was getting changed. By a colorist or maybe by editorial, and That's there's crazy, not yeah. much he could do about it. It was a he actually did it as a comic. He did this thing as a comic. It's on Medium. If you it's really seek good. It out. Um, yeah. But honestly, so even with something like that, like you know, if it if it's something that you feel needs to be called out, you'll know, call it out. But again, don't 
<laughs> I so mean, be like, hey, you. Uh, but the thing is, I feel like most of that is maybe the writer. It's probably a combination. Like, well, like who, who decides like how publisher. things look? Yeah. Was it Amanda Waller who who like got changed? Oh, yeah, she got yeah. skinnier in fifty two. So that sort of stuff too. But it's also yeah. like, especially like, it's one thing if you're like. Uh, oh my gosh, you've been drawing your character for 20 years. I don't like how the new style is versus like you're drawing this on a book that is a character you don't own. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Like they could be like, we don't like how this is trending with our new media spinoff. Draw them thinner. You know, you have no idea what's happening. I know so there's some people that don't like the new Hawkeye because he's he's basically the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. He's just kind of like more laid back and yeah, broy. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever, you know. Um, I feel like it's read something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, if, unless if it's, it's like an institutional really problem. You. If it's an institutional problem, if it's something that that's a whole different. Yeah, like thing. the Ron Rimworthy thing. That's completely different. Yeah. That's like, yeah, this is just like. You if know. you feel like a character is being whitewashed and you want to talk yep. about it, then talk about it. Start a conversation, but yeah. don't, I, I, you know, don't go into an artist's backyard and start yeah. a fight. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you don't like you don't even know if it's their fault. Yeah, know, exactly. Or if they're you know just doing what people tell them. Yeah, you know, because they're just doing a job. So. But yeah, basically we're saying uh, read creator own books. There you go. Yeah. Own books. <laughs> yeah, check out Ron Wimberly's stuff, which is all really good. <laughs> yeah, yep. All those creator own stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, that was all of our questions. Cool. Thank yeah, you, Z. Thank, thank you, Thank you, Aram. Uh, now let's uh, just do these reviews. Why not? We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Hey, all right. We're going to do some reviews. First up, we have Avengers Standoff, Welcome to Pleasant Hill, number one, and Avengers Standoff Alpha? Assault, Assault. on Pleasant Hill off Alpha. There's a lot, a lot Wait, of words so in this Wait, so which one came first? Alpha? Alpha no, Alpha's, no. A, yeah, no. Welcome to Pleasant Hill, number one, and then Assault on Pleasant Hill. There we go. Standoff, so, uh, whatever these are, words, these, these Alpha, are, uh, both, zero, zero, 001. These are both one-shots, but basically it's part one and two building up a story yeah so in um the first one uh we're introduced to this town called wait, pleasantville wait, wait. Oh, do, do credits pleasant. i said pleasantville oh yeah this is by nick spencer <laughs> uh mark bagley and scott Hanna. Um, and then assault on pleasant hill is nick spencer still but uh jesus says is drawing it right uh so yeah uh the first one uh, welcome to pleasant hill starts off with um basically this guy wakes up in this town he's not sure how he's there he's having some weird memories and he's not sure why um and he he's trying he, to he's notice, yeah he's noticing that like something weird is going on and he just he needs to get out of there um and then you slowly find out that like this place is kind of like a prison and they're trapped there um and then the real twist i guess is that you find out that they're kind of all super villains that have been basically um, brainwashed yeah they basically instead of like Putting them in a prison where they escape or like killing them. It's the Truman Show. It's yeah. it's if the Truman Show was a supervillain yeah. prison. They make them. They basically override their personality with a new personality and a new look. Which and a yeah. new look. Interesting. And so they just live in this like so kind of like, like little like small town. Yeah. So if you're like um, Serpent King or something, you don't look in the mirror and be like, "I'm a nice guy named Joe, but I look like a giant snake." You are actually a nice guy looking like Joe, and you are right. like the lawn's keeper or something like that. So yeah. the and there's this little girl who's about who has something to do with it, and they don't really tell you. What oh no, you know what she is. is. They do in the second one. In the second, in the second one. one, yeah. In the first one, yeah, we got to like, talk about all of the. This first town ones. is weird. Yeah. Then, so then the second one, you find out that well, exactly what this place is—a prison—and then you find out that the little girl that there is like a sentient shard of cosmic cube. Yep. Which is pretty crazy. Um, but uh, so I thought this was okay. 
I was like, okay, this is a great. lot of setup. I thought it was really good. And then I got to the end, and it's like such a, a nerdy payoff. Uh, it's a great like little for, Twilight Zone for thing. Marvel dudes. You start to figure out who is stuck there because you're just seeing like normal looking people, right? And then you start to get some hints as to who these people, what like super villains they actually are. Yeah, it's like Baron and Zemo. And it's like, some big, big yeah. tough dudes. Yeah. So uh, Winter Soldier kind of finds out about it. Um, He's back on Earth, I guess, from fi- uh, finishing his space duties. They, they addressed that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. Um, yeah, and then he, so he's trying to get the Avengers, like uh, Steve Rogers and, and uh, Falcon to kind of... Uh, Captain Falcon. Uh, trying to... I can't even, I never know what to call him. Captain America. Captain America. The Falcon Captain America. It's going to be especially weird when Steve Rogers is Captain America. Sam. <laughs> call him Sam. Yeah, they, say, they say Steve and Sam. It's like yeah. uh, subtitles. Yeah, so... Yeah, they're they're going there and they're confronting Maria Hill about like what's going on here. Why are you doing this? Yeah, because uh, you you start out with you've got Bucky who he's breaking into Shield and he's like knocking people out and is he the bad guy? And then you've got a great scene with Bucky and Steve in a diner and then it's Steve versus Maria Hill and I I love the way that sort of shifted throughout the right. issue of trying to figure out who is. Who knows what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Who's in charge? What are the ideas behind so, everything? And after these two, it like, kind of spills off into all the other books, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Uncanny Avengers, all New Avengers, all the Avengers books, uh, New Avengers, Howling Commandos, and Captain America, obviously. Um, but yeah, the only problem with it, it's not clear like how these fit together exactly, um, but we'll see. And then uh, there's going to be a standoff Alpha, that, or Omega, that uh, fit, wraps it all up. So comic books love we'll doing see. Alpha and Omega. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I liked it a lot actually. Um yeah. it was a neat little story uh so far. So yeah. far so good. So some cool build up and stuff. And uh yeah, like I said, if you're an old Marvel dude, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that was Avenger Standoff. Uh all those books. Uh and then next up we have Dark and Bloody Number One by Sean, Sean Aldridge and Scott L- uh, Godlewski, right? Uh who draws Copperhead. Copperhead. Right? Yep. Great. Uh, so this is a very, I would say like just the coloring compared to Copperhead, just cause it's so dark. Yeah. yeah Copperhead is really bright. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, so it's like a radical shift in the feel of it. But the coloring um, in this is great. I mean, yeah. It's great. Uh, but I'm just saying that because this is a straight up horror book. This is yeah. Southern horror. Um, and so, yeah, like the opening scene is a guy, a kid getting told he has to go out and drown puppies or in a bag in the river. Oh, that's yeah. Is, that's why Kelly didn't like this. I yeah. forgot about that. And then there's like that's flash... actually not why I didn't like oh, it, man. but it it plays into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's like uh, flash. So that's way back when he was a kid. Then there's a flashback to being in the Gulf War, and then the modern times. He's this kind of like you know post traumatic damaged vet who is back home in this backwoods, and he's basically become a moonshiner. Yeah. So he's just like he's about to have a baby too. Yep. Uh, so he's got a relationship going on. He's not handling it very well. He's he's holding together, but it's not great. Uh, but yeah, in his uh, spare time, he is basically making drinks for everybody in his uh, in his basement or whatever. His bathtub. Yep, in his bathtub and uh, dealing with a kid and basically some weird stuff starts happening in the woods. Yeah. So it's just like a really creepy vibe that is slowly building up yeah there's and some then, kind of oh, creature killing people and then something like, unnatural his, his son makes friends with the new girl in town they may or may not be connected to that whatever this nobody really knows horror who this girl that's going is on. and yeah um but i really liked it um the hand's really weird with the new character being introduced but um yeah, yeah i liked it i want to read more of it uh yeah if you like horror stuff dark and bloody number one is a good one any particular reasons besides being dark and bloody you didn't like it uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like there's this 
like sudden trend of southern horror stuff you've got harrow county of, and yeah. then there was yeah. uh what was that blood feud another cullen no, bunn right, book yeah. and um <clears throat> there was just a lot of it and yeah. i feel like harrow county is the best of the That's bunch really and i don't know i i read the one that i want to read <laughs> and i was like no okay also, I want Scott Guglitsky to draw more Copperhead. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, this is a miniseries, so... Yeah. He should hope this on. does well, so he makes lots of money yeah. to draw yeah. Copperhead. That's true. Uh, that was Dark and Bloody, number one. Next up, we have Jonesy, number one, by Sam Humphreys and Caitlin Rose, Rose Boyle. This is the best. Jonesy is the best. Uh, so good. So good. So, Jonesy... Actually didn't love it. Uh, well, you can leave. You didn't <laughs> love it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, let's talk about what it's, what's great about it. Yeah, it's fine. Then we can um, talk about why Nick is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jonesy is like, I guess a middle schooler, and she is just this like great, big talking, over the top kid. Um, like the second thing she says is, "I'm an expert in things that rule and things that suck," and I just, <laughs> it's great. Um, so she has um, convinced herself or believes, uh, which I guess she does actually have the power to convince people to to do things and she discovers that she has this power when she's watching uh, her favorite anime and she wills two characters into kissing um and so that's that's what convinces her and so this first issue is all about um valentine's day when you can like send carnations to people and it's the worst because the color that carnation you get you know there's a whole like social language about it and there's always a girl who gets more of the flowers than yeah, everybody they always else. had that at my school too. Yeah, me too. Yep. I forgot how terrible it was. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just she decides to make everybody buy flowers for this girl, and the girl is then miserable because she feels like none of it was real. Nobody actually likes her, and it's just it's one of those great like stories of you don't know what you want until you get it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But the, the thing that's great about this book is the way it looks and the, the tone of it and her voice, um, which is just, I don't know, loud and punk, like funky and great. Jump in Jehoshaphat. Jump in Jehoshaphat. Yes, she does. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the art's really cartoony. The, the color is really bright and it's good. I like to, I think the, the only thing I, I, I think maybe I'm uh, just oversaturated with this kind of book. I think at this point, I just like, I guess I read a lot of them and I'm just like. This is kind of not as good as the other ones. Oh, no. You're so wrong. It's not as good as, like, Teen Dog, which I loved. Um, I it's would, a similar kind of tone. Yeah. yeah, I would put it... It's But Teen Dog's over. Yeah. yeah. This is that's amazing. That's true. This yeah. is... Yeah. I, that's what I was... It was just nothing... There was nothing I, in it that I was like, this is so good. Oh, uh, I was just oh, like... I, I liked it a lot. And I was, it was just... There was no, like, extra little thing to push me over the edge, but... I was delightful. Yeah. Ferrets. But it's good. I, I did not like it. I just didn't, you know, yeah, love it as much as I thought I would. Uh, but it's good. I loved it. So that gets yeah, a yeah. super awesome recommendation from Kelly. <laughs> and me. And yes. I, it's okay from Nick. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. All right. Uh, yeah. That was Josie number one. Next up, we have Mirror number one by, I was about to say, by Old Man Logan. Nope. Uh, by Emma Rios <laughs> and Huey Lim. Yeah. So Emma Rios. Um, has mostly worked as an artist in the past. Um, she's the artist on Pretty Deadly. Uh, but she recently did, I guess it was in the first issue of Island. She, yeah. Or first and second. She, um, she did a thing that she both wrote and illustrated that was really good. Um, so this is her first like ongoing thing that she's writing. 
Uh, and this was originally supposed to like be part of the whole Brandon Graham eight house. Yeah, what happened to eight house? Um, it wasn't doing super well, and so yeah. their break they just oh, broke really? it apart to sense. try and yeah make it was, that work it was a, a weird better. format. Yeah, so um, but you don't need to have read any of the eight house stuff because it's all separate, it's all stuff, separate yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, this is a this really cool fantasy story. It takes place in a world where um, people like have created these like animal human hybrids yeah. through magic um and it starts with this character as a child who is like bonded very closely with this like dog girl and tries to well basically helps her to escape and jumps forward far later in time to when he's an adult and this basically this uprising by these animal people has happened and has failed and now they're on the other side of it and so it's a lot of sort of um, kind of politics and you meet these really beautiful creatures who are in, you know, who are imprisoned um, and there's this little mouse boy and it's just, it's a lot of information, but I think it is delivered in such a way that it's not too much no. and it's incredibly beautiful. Yeah, it's good. It's a very good kind of like watercolor style to it. Um, it's very pretty. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I liked the... Uh, this is an interesting uh, take on some. Uh, I feel like there's kind of been stuff like that, like you know, like Island and Doctor Moreau type stuff. But um, this is a much weirder version of that. But uh, yeah, it's very fun. I the, like the main character. And I say this is a book you have to work at. Yeah. Like this is not like oh just flipping pages and stuff, but it's rewarding for the amount of effort you put into it. It's it's got a it's lot. It's very well on. thought out. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I would put it on par in terms of. Um, in terms of what it's doing with Monstrous, but it's not yeah. nearly as dark as no. Monstrous is. No. It's, um, it's got some heavy duty it, stuff. Yeah, yeah it does, not but it's dark not. Yeah, like it, that. yeah, and it's a little less dense. But um, although we we have a lot more of Monstrous out than we do of Mirror <laughs> at the moment, yeah. so who knows? Um, but yeah, if you enjoy Monstrous, you will, I think, definitely enjoy Mirror. Sweet, that was Mirror number one. Next up, we have Old Man Logan number one by Jeff Lemire, Andrew Sorrentino. Uh, yes, so Old Man Logan. Uh, so Old Man Logan was the original story was what Mark Millar and Stephen McNiven. I think Miller, so, yeah. so yeah, um, which is great. One of I feel like it's one of my favorite Wolverine stories uh, about kind of like basically Wolverine is Clint Eastwood in a future where uh, all the supervillains have taken over the world and he's killed all the X Men. Um, and he basically doesn't have powers anymore. Right. So Secret Wars happened and he ended up on Battle World. And then when the world went back together, he ended up on the current Marvel Universe, um, but he doesn't quite remember how he got there. Um, didn't but didn't he, the Secret Wars Old Man Logan, like, pick up right where the previous yep. Old Man Logan had ended, too? Yep. Uh, yeah, 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 it did. And then he and realized then, there was borders, and he went out yeah. to, to see what was going on. But then this one just is like, cool, remember Old Man Logan? Yeah, now he he's just dropped. know what's going on. Now he's dropped in the Marvel Universe, and he's, he's like, New York what's City. going on. But he knows he's in the past. He figures it out, and... Uh, he, since in the future, he was tricked by Mysterio into killing all the X-Men, um, and all the supervillains took over the world, he, or he decides that he's going to kill all of the supervillains that, that made the world as horrible it was as it was in the future, um, starting with uh, one of the lower tier ones. Oh, what is his name? Um, Butcher. Yeah, Butcher, um, which we get a little flashback to. I like the flashbacks mixed with the current stuff. It's really neat. Um, so I, I, I love that setting oh, the that they were in. Butcher. Yeah. Um, I like the setting that they were in. You get a, a good sense of Wolverine and his family and like um, how close they were and how dangerous everything was all the time. Um, and you can see why like he would be like, I have to kill all these people because yeah. this can't happen. Um, it's basically like 
Wolverine Unchained and being like, I should just take care of everything. But I, I like so, the, yeah. there's a cool twist to it. Um, like, I will say that we were reviewing this after I read the second issue. But the second issue, like in that stuff, like you can start seeing how like he wants to change the future. But like maybe stuff is already different. Because, yeah. you know, he wants to go kill Bruce Banner, but he's not Hulk anymore. Yeah. So like, like yeah, it's, there's some like, interesting stuff. So. Yeah. But I like it. Uh, it was it was it was entertaining. And it's interesting to see a character who is he's from a much more brutal yeah. time. Right. And nobody is like prepared to deal yeah. with someone who <laughs> right. like That's he's true. much more casual with the level of like brutal violence right. that he's willing to yeah. inflict. And like even the villains are like not willing to go as right. as far as easily as he is. That, and he's that supposed was to be a hero. Wolverine's thing. Like he was the only X Men who killed someone back in the day. Yeah. And that was like a shocking thing. Well he was like a pacifist in the beginning of Old Man Logan. Yeah, but then true. they killed his family. So yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's all my Logan one. Oh, I would say uh, Andrea Sorrentino's art is great. It's yeah. incredible. I love it. He's got love... this great page. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> he does <laughs> do a Dark Knight tribute in there. It's so good. It's a little silly, but it's really well drawn, so yeah. I'll, I'll let it pass. But um, yeah, I like how his, um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Oh, my God. Like whenever there's um, uh, a word balloon on the screen or a word. Uh, sound effect like a sound effect yeah it's usually part of the picture and that's, yeah. Yeah, that's always interesting yeah it's not done um, very often it's but it's really great. Well. i don't know he's he's a great artist uh yeah so that was oh man logan number one uh next up we have power man and iron fist number one by david walker and sanford green uh david walker is an author right um he was working on shaft he's he worked on shaft, shaft and in cyborg which was awesome yeah. was sanford green did he draw he did runaways shaft? No, oh, he did no. the Runaways. Bill, right? Bill Quist Evely yeah. was doing Shaft. Yeah. That was right. It was the Runaways that um, Noel Stevenson, Noel Stevenson did. Yeah, doing Secret Wars. All right. Yeah. That's where it opened. Now they're teamed up. Oh, uh, it's so good. Much like Power Man and Iron Fist are not teamed up at all, but Iron Fist really wants to team up again. <laughs> uh, so I think the good contrast on this is basically that Iron Fist is kind of free living idiot in some ways. And Luke Cage has really settled down and doesn't even want to be Power Man anymore. He's like, he's got a family, he's got responsibilities. You know, he used to be leading the Avengers. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but they're brought back together because um, when they were running their like superhero group as Heroes for Hire, uh, their office manager uh, basically got convicted as a murderer and she's finally getting out of prison. And so they're like, we should just go meet her as she gets out and kind of try and help her get set up right. back in the real world. And almost instantly she's like, hey, things got really bad in prison. Can you guys go do something for me? And they're like, all right. And that basically means they got to go up against uh, crime boss Tombstone. I and love Tombstone, man. Yeah, he's, one of my he's, favorites. <laughs> he's a great, great villain. Uh, he's also like uh, Sanford Green draws an amazing Tombstone. He yeah. looks great. I mean, every one of this is really good designs. <laughs> um, yeah, the art in this is so good. Um, it's very uh, expressive. The faces are always, um, I don't know. He's really good at, at showing different emotions in the faces, and um, it's very loose too. Kind of, it feels like very almost like kinetic. Um, but it's it's great. It's I love good. the body language. So there's between some good fighting Danny in this. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. Luke. The whole yeah. time is like them kind of like trying to see where their actual relationship is at in the midst of like crazy violence and like figuring out what their former friend is now up to now that she's back. Yep. And then in the real a, world and a crazy twist, a at, twist the end, at the end. And, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's great. Super awesome. This is definitely one of the best things that's come out recently. Yeah, that's a, a, also another very good Marvel book. There's been a, a few in this. They're doing it. The last few episodes. Um, got yeah, another Spider-Man, one. Iron Fist, number one. Speaking of great uh, Marvel books, we got Spider-Man, number one, by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. 
Yeah, so this is the Miles. Original team, right? Of yep. the Miles stuff. The, yeah. Yep. The originals. The original Miles team. Um, yeah, so this is Miles back. I mean, finally, finally, finally in the main Marvel universe. We've seen him already with the uh, all new, all different Avengers. He's been on that team, but this is kind of him getting settled. Um, and right off the bat, things are different. His mom is alive, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big thing. But his dad still knows that he's Spider Man. But his dad right? still knows, yep. you, which you don't find out until. I think the second, the second issue. issue. Yeah. That's right. We already had the second issue. Yeah, sorry. We're late on the scene. We're a little bit behind. They, but say, it, they say it in the intro. Oh, they text, do? Okay, cool. But that doesn't cool. count. That's garbage. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this issue goes back and forth between he, uh, he stumbles on a, a battle that the Avengers have lost against uh, Blackheart. Blackheart. <laughs> Who's <laughs> just fantastic. He's different than he used to, but yeah, whatever. He's a demon. Yes, big demon guy. <laughs> and happens. so it goes back and forth between him dealing with Blackheart and him dealing with high school, where he's like, you know, he stood up a girl that he wanted to go out with because he got distracted by stopping crime, um, and the like, the his flashback stuff where he's talking about the stuff that he's did sarah does in this really great like cartoony way that's really sweet you get a lot more of it in the next issue but one of the first um, things i noticed uh is that miles is actually older now miles is older he looks older i was like i don't remember him being that tall Um, before it was like he's a teen he's had a little growth growth spurt um so this is like really the classic old Spider-Man. Yeah. Stuff. So like he's Spider-Man dealing. High school. He's struggling with high school, and he's you know he's struggling with this villain. But yeah. So one of the cool things they do is that um, the like the thing that Miles can do that like none of the other Spider people can do is he's got this like well he he can turn he's invisible. Got a bunch of cool stuff. And then he, yeah. but he also has this venom blast, and so he shows up and like that's the thing that works against this yeah, right. villain that no that none of the other superheroes were able to do so it works out really well um and then yeah then he has to deal with the other spider spider-man oh yeah uh yeah it's cool i mean i like the fact that he's kind of the only spider-man in new york uh for the most part because yep. spider-man uh the other Peter spider-man Parker. is uh international so he's kind of all over the place um but yeah it definitely feels like classic spider-man like if you like if you want to like kind of back to its roots Spider-Man book, this is definitely the one to read. Uh, and if you like Spider-Man, read both. I mean, they're both completely different. This one's more grounded yeah. and um, focused on family stuff, whereas the other one is international crazy spy hijinks and yeah. huge battles. And uh, But yeah, so it's a good time to be reading Spider-Man books. Yeah. yeah almost all of them are good. I mean, Silk is great. Silk is great. Spider-Woman, Spider-Woman is Spider-Gwen. amazing. Um, Spider-Gwen is great. Um, maybe Web Warriors is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really read that. I read, I read the first one. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it's no, good, it's good Spider-Man good Spider people. Uh, yeah. So we got one more book. It's uh, X-Men, Worst X-Men Ever, number one, by Max Bemis and Michael Walsh. Uh, I really like this. Uh, Michael Walsh drew, was it, what was he drawing? Uh, not Superior Foes. Oh, Secret Avengers, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I think so. I love the art in this. Uh, and this is, uh, did I say Max Bemis? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is about like a kid who... Finds out his parents are mutants, and that means that he's probably going to be a mutant, uh, be a mutant too. And he wants to find out like what his power is going to be. And he gets to go to X Men. So he goes to the X Men. He goes to Beast, uh, and Beast kind of does some tests or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, we found out you're a mutant, mutant, uh, and your power is to exp- is that you can explode." And he's like, "Oh, that's awesome! Like I can explode and put myself back together." He's like, "No, you just explode <laughs> once," uh, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, and I like that. Um, I thought that conversation with Beast was really funny. I don't know why. But so, yeah, they, they, they kind of feel bad for him. And they're like, oh, stay at the school. See if you like it. 
Um, and then Forge, who seems to be insane, made him like a battle armor. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that it's kind of goofy and like I, you don't really like the kid because he's this, kind of a kind of a jerk. Yeah, like it's definitely his family. a sort of parody of X Men stuff, yeah. but sort of not too. And then he's like about to leave the mansion, and like his parents get killed by a sentinel that randomly shows up and yeah so this is going to be a mini series obviously him trying to deal with all this yeah. nonsense and trying to figure it all out i can understand why you there's nobody to like to really like in it but i, I it's great yeah. <laughs> it's it's really stupid but i like i liked it kelly like your problem was that just this was like the story we've seen a million times i thought of. uh i did like some of the decisions he made it seemed kind of lazy like that it's this it's the story that's about this like you know average looking white kid yeah. who wants to be special and then he finds out he is special and then literally every single x-men like bends over backwards <laughs> to accommodate him right. and like jubilee takes him f- through a tour of the school and tells him right. like which girls he has a chance with and i'm like <laughs> yeah this, so there were things that i was really frustrated with because right. if just a couple things were different i yeah. would have really really liked right. it um but yeah, so that yeah, that weird, was frustrating. Missteps. I because like, I really wanted to like it, and I love Michael Walsh's yeah, art. And it's pretty it insane. Looks so good. It's like really. There's a lot of weird stuff going on it, but I, th- I think I liked it because it was because of that. <laughs> it was like not like something else I read because it's like real weird. Nobody did what I expected them to do, and that's I, true. I think I just I don't know. I like. We'll see, I mean, it's a mini series, so we'll see how two goes. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah I'll read some art. I mean, the art alone is is worth it. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was X Men worst X Men ever number one, um, and that's it. That's all our reviews. We did it. Holy mackerel. Are we still doing that thing where we talk about our favorite book? I don't even know. We anymore. forgot to. We, we should. forgot to do it. Uh, we'll do it n- let's next do it. Let's time. do it. No, no. Oh, yeah. Let's do it right now. What's our I favorite? said Spider Woman. <laughs> no, favorite of the week. Of favorite these. of the week. Oh, of the week? Oh, of these? God. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Uh, probably Power Man. Uh, between Power Man and Jonesy. Oh, and you're looking at Spider Man, too, Which over there. Just Jonesy and Spider Man. Let's give that Power Man for me. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Jonesy. Jonesy is my, my go-to. Yeah, it's a Power Man probably for me. I'm going to go with Spider-Man. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man number was, one. was my bag. Spider-Man, Power Man, Iron Fist, and Jonesy. We all loved them. Yep. Yeah, definitely read those. Uh, but read all these. Uh, we like most of them. Right? Yeah. Not all of them, I think. And we like, like to hear from you kids. So if you got anything else for uh, questions, comments, whatever. Yeah. Uh, podcast do that. at BigPlanetComics.com. Yep. I'm doing it right now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, Tumblr. Twitter. Instagram, face to face, all that stuff. Yeah. Secret could carrier pigeons. Deliver it via kitten. Uh, Kelly would very much appreciate it. No, oh she's got gosh. a dog. She's kitten Graham. I have a cat. You know, kitten <laughs> Graham. Uh, kitten Graham. But be yeah, sorry it took us a while to kind of get our stuff together. We're on but We are. Uh, we're two in a row. We're back. Yeah. Totally, totally good. We've for had a track. We'll a be lot of problems. Playing more, even more catch up in yeah. the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Eating more ketchup also. No, yeah. um, why? That's gross. Uh, no. Just plain ketchup. <laughs> just by itself. Uh, I live in an apartment Nick, by myself. Nick's Sometimes sitting here you just with a spoon to, and a bowl you know, of ketchup. What do I have in the fridge? Ketchup or mustard? Uh, hmm. Gotta mix them up. Actually, Go crazy. I don't, I don't have mustard. Oh, by the way. Uh, by right the in way, condemning Nick's choices. By the yeah. way, I got, uh, well, usually when I have fries, I like to mix, mix uh, ketchup and sriracha, right? Yeah. Yep, but then yep. I bought, like, Heinz put out, like, a sriracha ketchup. Oh. It was so gross. Oh, no. It was really? really gross. This is a warning for everybody out oh, there. It's a good. Don't try it. It's a good warning. Uh, yeah, on that note. On that note. Staying comprehensive here. <laughs> that's it for our Health podcast. Uh, don't eat sriracha ketchup. Uh, unless you eat sriracha and ketchup mixed. And it's fine. Oh, my good God. Good to know. Good to know. Right. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye.